What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Bullpen Cart presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Michael J. Clark updating you on the last week in baseball. We go division by division, looking at the heating up divisional races. The wild card chases are starting to heat up. Some teams have gone on huge streaks. Some teams are cooling down. We break it all down for you. This one was a lot of fun to record. We also talk about some sports-related documentaries, other TV wrecks at the end. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, though, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Mash that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But enjoy the episode, everybody. Have a great weekend. And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Bullpen Card Podcast presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me this week, for the first time in this regular season, after doing a couple previews with us in spring training, it is Michael J. Clark. Mike, how are you, my friend? Feeling good, brother. Uh, It's nice to uh, take a little bit of time away from what I've been doing lately which is uh, actually recording myself in random gyms, shooting three-pointers and uploading them to Twitter. So, uh, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm doing well, bud. That's awesome to hear. Um, well, it's been quite the regular season so far, and obviously we had you on in spring training. You're a huge Yankee fan. Yankees are doing pretty well. They won today, won big. What are your thoughts been on 2021 so far before we really jump into the last week? Well, uh <laughs> So they, they, they did a really good job last year um, with uh, a lot of the COVID outbreaks happening around uh, the league. They really only had, uh, they had Chapman and LeMayu, um both get COVID like right before the season started, but they weren't able to avoid a lot of the outbreaks that happened last year. Uh, and apparently all of that, like, good karma has been ruined this year uh, because uh, everybody on the team uh, has gotten COVID uh, a lot since the all-star break. And so uh, they have not really had their full roster um, active. We haven't seen like the full Yankee lineup, especially not since the all-star break when they made uh, the two big deals for some lefty power bats in Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo. Uh, Rizzo's currently on the COVID IL. Um, yeah, so uh, it's been an interesting year as a Yankee fan. Uh, a lot of lows, uh, a couple highs. They're playing pretty well now. They're beating teams that they should be beating. Uh, and they have uh, a couple big series coming up. Um, yeah, so uh, right now I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about them, but uh, it seems like every day someone else is joining the list of guys either on uh, the IL or the COVID list. And that's that's not ideal right now, oh, I'll yeah. say. Yeah, I uh, know the feeling with the Phillies. <laughs> uh, we've, we've obviously had a number of those, and uh, 
a lot of personal choices being made surrounding uh, whether or not they've gotten vaccinated. So I certainly understand that frustration, obviously, a lot of highs and lows and a lot of comebacks and blown leads. So it's, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely a similar boat that I can certainly feel out of that. Yeah, but, uh, I've been very, I've been very happy with uh, basically since he did not get out of the first inning in Philly. Uh, J-Mo, Jamison Tyone has been probably one of the better pitchers in baseball where uh, his ERA is down, like it's below four right now. And he was actually just the pitcher of the month for July. I saw his, that. His August has been pretty damn sharp uh, also. And he's had to really pick up a lot of the slack with uh, Cole and Monty on the COVID list uh, and uh, Herman on the, the IL. Uh, Tyone has turned into our number one starter right now. Yeah. And that's not as frightening as it may have been uh, that weekend at uh, Citizens Bank that we don't need to talk about. <laughs> well, the, it, you know, you returned the favor when the Phillies came to Yankee Stadium. So it's that's you know, true. That's true. It, it, you know, it all happens. But uh, and then you had this this young guy, Yeel. Am I pronounced that right? Louis. Yeah, Yeel. Yeel. Uh, uh, Louis Yeel. Okay. Uh, so far, two starts uh, and has given up as many earned runs as you and I have. Yeah. Uh, so he's uh, <laughs> looked very sharp. Um, and I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Louis Steele. Yeah, I was um I was at the Phillies game on Sunday for Roy Halladay Day with a buddy of mine that who's a big Yankee fan that I went to the Yan- one of the Yankee series games with, and he was telling me about him when we were because we didn't know who this guy was. Seeing him in the pre the pregame of seeing the number and seeing what looks like Gill, we're like, who's this Gill guy? And he's like, oh no, I got to tell you about him. Yeah. So it was it was interesting to see and see that he was doing well. But um, since we're talking about the Yankees, let's just keep it rolling. We're going to go division by division. We'll stay in the AL East. And yeah, I, 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 so uh, Greg called out sick for this one, huh? He doesn't want to talk about what's going on in the AL East right now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and maybe that's the place to start of he last week had said he was a little disappointed that they didn't make you know, a number of moves or stuff that he wished the Red Sox would have done. And, you know, they um, they have themselves a bad week. Yeah. They get swept by the Blue Jays. They lose what ends up being two out of three to the Tigers. That third game was while we were recording the last sh- – or no, it was uh, Thursday at lunch. So it was even before that. Um, or was that – it could have been a day game. But regardless, they're currently winning 5 nothing. It's recorded this mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. But they have lost five straight and only have one win in the month of August so far. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay, who they lost to last night, they're currently beating our – the Rays are red hot and – Currently have a five-game lead on the Red Sox, six and a half on the Yankees, seven and a half on the Blue Jays, which is worth noting because all four or all four teams obviously in the hunt, and the second to third or second to fourth are in the hunt for the AL Wild Card now, mm. and this division I think is I don't think it's far from over, or I think it's far from over, and I don't know it's going to be exciting especially with the Yankees seemingly starting to get a little healthier like you were talking about the pitching's been better. And the offense certainly has gotten a boost. And then figuring out what happens with Tampa, though, because if they they almost can just play the the proverbial prevent defense of just trying to figure out raise ball and not having to really go completely crazy. But who knows at this point? Because they're you know they they play the Yankees next week. Mm-hmm. They have this. Or no, I'm looking at the Red Sox here. That's the Red Sox play the Yankees next week. But yes. um, the Rays. I, so the Yankees only have one more series with Tampa, and is the season ending one and oh, so really? uh yeah i th- believe uh three games to end the end the season um in uh probably early october yeah. late september 
So uh, that'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, uh, you know, it's funny. I, over the weekend, I texted with um, uh, a couple names that are um, synonymous with greatness in, in the RHAP world. Uh, my, my friends, uh, Grace Leader and Jenny Autumn, okay. uh, both uh, huge uh, Jay fans. Uh, fans. Yeah. And I texted them saying, um, tell me who to root for in this series. Cause it was, it was <laughs> Jay's socks. And I ended up rooting against the Sox because I'm conditioned to do so. And, you know, they are the team in front of us that we have to catch. But tell you what, man, I, 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 I'm not looking forward to having to play uh, the Jays for the next five or so years. I think that they are, um, they're quite the team, man. Yeah, they are fun. And they, they, we talked about this last week that they did all the right moves at the deadline. They didn't yeah. have to give up any, like, any serious youth or prospects to really add <laughs> add on to a pitching staff that's been pretty you know pretty good you know maybe not awesome but pretty good and then obviously one of the best offenses in baseball if not the best offense you know depending oh, yeah. on what you depending on how you want to define it. The, the Astros have scored the most runs the Blue Jays have the best batting average and have one of the best hitters if not the MVP of the the American League again depending on who you ask and they're just yep. so much fun to watch and you're right they're so young and they're going to be just in, they're just going to be incredible to watch these experiments and it's kind of the same as like what the brewers did of they have these guys on their pitching staff that you you've heard of and you weren't necessarily thinking too much of but have certainly taken that expectation and gone above and beyond it and it's awesome to see of what they've done and the fact that they're going to be they added Jose Barrios and that they can just continue to keep keep on keeping on you're exactly right of the upcoming years and as well as this year, they're not out of this thing. They could certainly make a push for the wild card and be a team kind of like those twins teams from before they started to get pretty good and winning the AL central, but still not winning a, mm-hmm. a series of that. They'd make this, they'd be the second wild card team and put the strike, the fear into whomever they played. I know they played the Yankees a couple times. I think they played the Red Sox once, but they kind of feel like that kind of a team. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think that, uh, I think Montoya is a good manager. I think they are playing very well. Uh, and I think it is going to make for a very interesting, um, a very interesting last month of the season to see uh, if they're able to leapfrog a team or two and uh, maybe they can make it into a wild card game. Like, wouldn't that be something if uh, the Red Sox, who really seemingly beginning of the year were pushing every right button and Correct. were. Um, really like kind of like the toast of they did the best record in baseball for a little bit and they're really playing um above their skis it would be really something if they end up coming in fourth in the division and right now like that's not uh that's not crazy i think if you polled red sox fans uh i think a lot of them who might be a little more negative uh would say that that's probably where they will finish yeah and it's it's gonna like be... the, the 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 Frank the Tank version of a Red Sox fan has already said that like, the <laughs> Orioles are yes. going to pass that. Yes. Um, one thing I think is kind of crazy, and maybe it is more close to split of home and home, and which is good for scheduling for baseball, but it almost just feels unfortunate that they obviously they had a whole str- stretch of games where they got to play, be a whole week back in Canada that just that is or just wrapped up. Is it a two and two for these games? I'm looking at their schedule now. It looks like they were in Toronto yesterday and they're now in LA playing the angels, but of that, it 
kind of sucks. They get back to they go back to Canada, and maybe they are playing more games there. And I'm just miscounting this. But it would it would have been cool if they're like, we're gonna make it up for you for missing Canada. You missed an entire year of baseball. I'm gonna give you more games back. But um, I don't know. That's yeah. I, I, I will say, you know, the schedule makers didn't know the yeah, yeah, you the know COVID, COVID restrictions yeah, yeah. and when the the country be open up and everything. Like they they just were able to move back uh, from a week Buffalo. and a half ago, right? Yeah, recently, and so. I'm not, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can kind of put that on the schedule makers. Yeah, no, no, no. I was, I was just trying to mess around. But their schedule, oh, yeah. though, they get some good teams. They play the White Sox in, in what, you know, obviously they're in fourth place right now, the Blue Jays, but could potentially be a, depending on how everything shakes out, you know, a, a DS series. And obviously that's asking a lot of both the White Sox and of the Blue Jays. But yeah. Um, you know, or the White Sox are a game and a half out of the out of number one seed, but they play oh, yeah. them coming up. They play them. They play some the Tigers, who are still playing pretty good baseball twice, surrounding those White Sox series. And then September, they play your Yankees in seven different games. They play the Blue uh, the uh, Tampa Bay twice. They play the Twins in seven games. So it'll be I don't know. It's going to be really interesting seeing what they what they do. They only play Baltimore. It looks like six times. So two more series mm-hmm. against them. Which would be their real, you know, boost? They get they get to go to Nationals Park. Na- the Nationals aren't playing great baseball. Um, playing out in Seattle, I know the Mariners have cooled down a little bit, but I feel like that's still a tough place to go out to, especially with the tra- the amount of travel it takes to get to sure. Seattle. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see if this team can pull it off because they are fun to watch, just at least from the outsider's perspective. I know obviously you're in division and you're hoping, mm-hmm. like you mentioned before, that you can have a little more separation. Yeah. Yeah, it'll 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 make for a good month to have a really um, a really competitive, if not division, then wild card race. You know, as opposed to um, I know we'll touch on the NL East soon, but that's going to be a competitive division. But like yeah, a lot of those teams are yeah. like five games over. Like what 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 are the, the Phillies are in first place? They're four games over five hundred five. Uh, they're five games over five hundred, but they are yeah, yeah. So uh, seven games back but... of of San Diego. Uh, that might have changed because I know the Padres lost today. Uh, er, yeah. I'm, I'm doing the math yeah. wrong, but they're they're seven wins back behind San Diego and four losses back. So what is that? It's five and a half back of the second wild card. Or no, yeah, no, yeah. no, Cincinnati is sixty one. Oh no, 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 Cincinnati's not even in it. So they still have Cincinnati that they'd have to leapfrog. Um, but yeah, it's, oh, yeah, the NL East is you have to win the division to get it. Yeah, why don't we why don't we jump to that since uh, you know we, we started talking about it? Um, big 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 series sweep uh, for uh, your fight bills, and now uh, there's a new first place team for the time being in the NL East. Yes, and a lot of things have shifted since our last show. The Phillies, when we recorded it, Greg, when Greg and I recorded it had not completed the sweep of the Nationals. By the time I did the intro and edited the po- finished editing the podcast, the Phillies had won. I watched the game, went and edited the podcast, record the intro. Nationals are in a complete spiral. They did beat the Braves once over the weekend, a crazy ninth inning comeback on Saturday that ended up giving the Phillies a game of separation to put them two games ahead of Atlanta. Um, the Phillies, obviously, as you mentioned, completed the sweep of the Mets, a pretty awesome series, frankly. Kyle Gibson looking good. A solid Saturday performance out of pretty much the entire pitching staff and seeing what they had to do there, and then a I did I did text you after the Saturday game though because that was that was a little bit of a sweat. Yeah, for, it, uh, it was. For um, you in the ninth. 
And kind of crazily enough, Ian Kennedy came in and still let up. He put let two base runners up. He let up a double and a walk. And it's his. It. I thought it was his first, but I forgot he pitched an out in one of the uh, Nationals games. But he's. We talked about it a week ago. He's uh, acclimated himself to the Phillies bullpen very well in letting up runs, uh, including in safe situations. But he's he got to shut the door down. But then Sunday, Zach Wheeler looking awesome, and on Roy Halladay Day giving a Roy Halladay like performance. And then Monday night, that or Tuesday night, they had Monday off. They the Dodgers come to town. Kind of a weird game because you get a good Nola start, and then just like right now where the Phillies are in a rain delay. A rain delay takes Nola out of the game, and the Dodgers end up pouring it on and take a game. Atlanta continues to be red hot, so now they're back to a game back. But because the Mets got swept and have been so ice cold, they're now in third place, but only a game and a half back. So Mm. this is not over by any stretch of the imagination. It never was. I said last week Atlanta is the team that, you know, they're – they almost got you where they want you, so it's certainly you can't let off the gas at this point. And obviously, the Phillies have the Dodgers for the next couple of days, depending on how, how and when everything shakes. As I hear thunder outside my house, so it does not sound like that game is coming out of rain delay anytime soon. They get the Reds coming this weekend, then they have to go out to Arizona. So hopefully, you get, you know, take can take two out of three from them, a team that is, you know, not playing good baseball to to say the least. Uh, but then you have to yep. go to San Diego to play the Padres, a team that came to Philly, lost two out of three, and then spanked the Phillies on Sunday. And you're thinking that that team probably wants some sort of revenge. And then to close out the month, you get Tampa for two games. Then you get the Diamondbacks again. So hopefully of those seven games in 10 days, or I guess 12 days, uh, hopefully you can take four or five there and, and kind of give yourself some padding. The Mets have to put, have to play go to LA and San Francisco I think play San Francisco in Queens and I don't know Atlanta's schedule, but um, the Phil's really got to, you know, they just, they can't take their foot off the gas. Now they got to keep pushing. Yeah, absolutely. And the Mets got some bad news last week. I don't know if you, I don't know if this news was out before you guys recorded or not, but it sounds like DeGrom uh, is not going to uh, be uh, available until September. They're going to need to, yeah, they're going to need to have, um, you know, uh, Taiwan Walker and Rich Hill and Stroman, they really need to step up because um, the, the Met offense is really... It's struggling. Um, you know, I, I'll say they, they, they're they struggling right now. They, they've really been disappointing. Um, you know, the the Baez trade, uh, we'll see how that's going to work out. Uh, I think right now the uh, Met fans aren't, aren't loving it uh, just because Baez has uh, kind of struggled since... Uh, he's he's joined the team, so yeah. it'll 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 be interesting to see if uh, you know they have any fight left and can get back. I know that Pete Alonso uh, said I think yesterday that the team believes in themselves and that the the, the fans need to believe and that they're they're gonna end up in first place. But was it a playoff we'll, of we'll, the we'll uh, was it a playoff the Steve Cohen tweet on Sunday? Did you see that uh, before the game? I, I did see that. Yeah. I saw it. <laughs> Before the series started, where he oh, said, uh, was, yeah. "Hey, about how about some positivity fans this weekend?" And <laughs> yeah. That that didn't really that that didn't really work. Um, so yeah, Steve Cohen is like, if you're a Met fan, he's he's fun when you're winning, but uh, when you're not, he's the like annoying guy who's like, "Come on, guys, we're still in this." Like, yeah. All right, owner, like, 
why don't you make another deal? And <laughs> yeah, what happened to to Chris Bryant was was going to be a Met and all that stuff. But it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I went to I mentioned it. Went to two games. Went Saturday, as you were as you mentioned, you were texting me throughout it, and then I went Sunday, and it was Saturday was rowdy. There was a group of Mets fans. I think it was the Seven Line Army, which I guess is a Met fan group, bought yep. the entirety of the left field deck that is its own entity that's right below the scoreboard, and it was just a sea of blue shirts. And we saw them all at Xfinity Live across the street before the game. I was there with one of my buddies who is a Met fan, lifelong Met fan, um, also happens to be named Matt Adams, so we always joke when he comes on the podcast that we have Matt Adams mm-hmm. on. Um, but he... It was just nuts. Of how, and there's always a good amount of Mets fans that come down. And we talked about it, that it's super easy to come come down from New York, come into to South Philadelphia to the sports complex because there's a bridge right there. You don't even have to drive through the city, as I'm sure you know. And yep. there's all, you know, it's, it's a little cheaper than getting to Queens and everything there. And there's always a good amount. And it was nice. The stadium was rocking. There was, you know, I think it was 37,000 on Saturday and there was 40 something, I think. Just over forty thousand on Sunday, which is insane. That there's meaningful baseball in Philadelphia in August, which was awesome. And there's a lot of positive things too. Bryce Harper hit a home run, an opposite field homer. JT hit a bomb. Um, apparently, he left the game tonight, which uh, I need to look a little more into. Which is a little concerning because he's been on and off. Has his Bryce Harper been been hurt or not? But um, yeah, it's a, you know, like I mentioned, they just need to keep the foot on the the gas pedal and just keep. Keep on keeping on. Just get on base. You know, actually bat for average. But let's talk about the Braves because we've been talking yep, about Phillies and that's to them for for a really lot of credit to them. I, I thought that after the Acuna injury, um, that really they, they kind of were out of the NL East. But uh, I guess the the lesson is uh, it's <laughs> it's hard to be out of the NL East when uh, you know the NL East is like you said the the division leader right now is. Five over five, five games over five hundred. Um, so yeah, so yeah, credit to Atlanta. They made some, they made some additions at the uh, trade deadline. Uh, Jorge Soler is on the team now. Um, yeah, but it, you know, to to lose two of your starting outfielders, you know, one to the injury, uh, the other to being a bad guy, uh, is uh, is not easy to, to yeah. overcome. And, and uh, I feel like um, they're they're starters also where. Uh, was it was it Soroka that's been hurt all year? Yeah, he's or... been banged up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm on the. Fr- I was gonna. While I look that up, I just wanted to talk about Freddie Freeman, the reigning NL MVP. It's just been and Fuego recently, absolutely. Uh, and it's a huge part of it, and that's what you expect out of the MVP. So that was uh, what I wanted to bring up. But yeah, injuries. Um, obviously Acuna, Ian Anderson's hurt. Eddie Rosario is banged up. Um, Soroka has been hurt since basically the entire or for the entire year. Marcelo Zuna, another guy they picked up a few years ago that's been awesome for them, has been hurt. So yeah, they, they're not the most injured team in the league. They're not the most COVID strained team in the league, which is crazy because a year ago it seemed like every COVID outbreak came from Atlanta, whether it was from Lou Williams getting wings at a strip club or the Miami Marlins deciding they could go out because why not? They're in Georgia. Um, so good for good for the Braves, and obviously, like we said, the pickups that they made—Jack Peterson, Jorge Soler—they basically and Adam Duvall—they basically made o- made over their outfield when they lost Acuna, and they've been awesome. 
And, you know, all credit to them that they're still the pesky Braves that they've always been and they've always done since basically my, you know, as long as I've been watching baseball and for longer than that, because I don't remember when they, won the, when they won the World Series in 1995. So for my entire life, they've basically just dominated the NL East. And yeah. granted, they're in second place right now. They're winning. So they're going to be a half. If the Phillies don't finish tonight or if they don't end up winning, they're either going to be tied or a half game back of the Phillies, presu- assuming they hold on to the lead against the Reds. But the Reds, I don't know if they can do that in Atlanta. But yeah, just to ju- just to, to uh, correct you, uh, give you uh, Marcelo is not injured. Uh, his uh, uh, sense of decency is injured. And his... oh yes, you're right. Oh <laughs> yes, my bad. Yes. Um, that's why it says he has yes. a fractured that's a left different, hand. That's a, that, that's a Bauer situation. That's yeah, a completely yeah, yeah. different situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my bad. It, uh, no, y- Yahoo, uh, <laughs> Yahoo let me down showing him on the IL with a fractured hand, but. Now we get why there's a fractured hand. Um, Regardless, um, my bad, anybody that I might have offended. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, Atlanta, they play the Nationals this weekend on the road, the Marlins on the road. So those are games, again, if you're a Phillies fan or a Met fan, you're hoping that the Nationals figure something out, that the Reds, I mean, they're now down 5-0 as we speak. The the Braves just scored another run. Then they play the fucking Orioles. So I will say about the Marlins, since we're in the uh, NL East, I know the Yankees swept them, but they're, they're not like a rollover team. Like, no. They try. Like, they're, no, they you know, certainly they, do. They, they play well on offense. Like, they, they're, you know, Jesus and Jazz is a, is, is a fun combo in the on the right side of the infield. Um, but, yeah, so so credit to them for um, really just they're, – they're, they're, they're not you – know, they're, they're not a good team, but they're, they're not – um, you know, out there tanking. No, certainly not. And I think it's hard when you have like actual good starting pitching and just really not a well put together lineup, but you're no. right. Jazz has been awesome. I mean, he's been a little banged up. I know that just from personal experience owning him in fantasy, but um, he's been, he's fun to watch when he's healthy and Jesus Aguilar, a guy like you kind of think players that end up with the Marlins, like obviously Marte played really well for him and that's why he got traded. Um, but like guys that go down there, you know, it's almost like they're, they're retiring in Miami. Like a lot of people do, uh, that kind of thing. And there's just still playing baseball, but you're right. They end up having an awesome series against the Mets last week. And that's a big part of why the Phillies are where they are. Um, yep. and yeah, they, uh, certainly not roll over. So hopefully they can do that against the Braves. Uh, mm-hmm. I say that as a Phillies fan, but yeah, let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. We sure. probably don't have a ton to say about either central division. Which one do you want to start with? Let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll go to the AL Central, um, where one. yeah, the, the 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 White Sox just continue to uh, play really well uh, ahead of um, uh, a, a series that a big series against the Yankees, uh, including uh, tomorrow uh, for today. I guess when you're listening to this, when it comes out, but uh, is the the Field of Dreams game in Iowa, and that's uh, that's, that's going to be a lot of fun to to watch that uh, the prime time on Fox tomorrow. So uh, we're probably getting uh, uh, Joe Buck on the call. So uh, at seven o'clock, you can decide which Joe Buck you want to listen to. <laughs> Either Joe Buck on baseball or Joe Buck on Jeopardy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the uh, Field of Dreams game. It, it, it's, a, it's kind of a cool, cool little quirk. I'm glad it's just one game in our entire series. Uh, and it should be um, a, a fun event. Yeah, it should be pretty fun to see. Um, and yeah, the White Sox, you're right. They, they've, end up losing a series to the twins, a team that we were just talking about of having kind of a weird year. Um, 
but losing kind of a quirky game. They ended up scratching their pitcher late and ended up losing one nothing. But yeah, the, the Field of Dreams game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I uh, I'm excited. The jerseys look really cool. Obviously, the Black Sox jerseys that the White Sox wear from the movies. And I think I'd need to rewatch the scene, but I'm almost positive. At least the hat is the uniform that that. Spoiler alert for a 30 year old movie, but that Ray Kinsella's dad is wearing at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. At least the logo, I think. So, I like the Yankee jersey, although it's not too different. The Yankee jersey hasn't changed too much. But I think that at least that nope. NY nope. is movie exactly. is movie accurate. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I think it's gonna be really cool. Obviously, everybody's been out there. There've been all the different stuff on both the field they built and on the movie set of various, you know, insert whatever internet personality or journalist that you want to follow that they've been doing charity softball games and all this different stuff. The actual mm-hmm. virtual field that's been played thrown into MLB the show. I don't have the show 21, but the highlights I've seen on YouTube and various different social media look cool. So yep. I'm excited to check it out and, and just see what's going on with it. Cause it is always fun. Like you mentioned, it's good. It's only one game. Same thing with like the little league game when they do that, which I'm not sure. Are, are they doing a little league game this year? Or is this like, the I, haven't, equivalent I haven't heard. I, I feel heard. like this might be like the equivalent of it because the League World yeah. Series has to be coming up soon. Um, oh yeah, I, I believe I believe this week. Yeah, so I might I'll look this up as we as we talk about the white you talk about the White Sox a little more. But yeah, you're right. It's nice that it's like the Little League game that it's just one game that ends up being you know the fun you know the fun one to do. Almost like you know obviously there's well they did do series this past year, but there was no outdoor game. But like the outdoor game in hockey. Of just like that yeah. one one off that's nice to have. It's fun that it's a weeknight. I like kind of forgot that it was during the week. I kind of just you know with it coming up, I just assumed it was this coming coming Sunday until you and I started talking about the show. I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. it's tomorrow uh, or today when the listeners are listening. So sure. it's fun that it's a pri- you know primetime baseball for the cool you know the cool one off game. So that, I mean, one good thing I guess that Rob Manfred decided to do because I'm sure Sunday Night Baseball does well enough, but like. Throwing a primetime game, especially right after the Olympics, you're kind of still having primetime sports viewing shown. As you know, it's always positive. Bring more eyes to baseball. Absolutely. Um, so I saw today that uh, Rodon was supposed to start the game, but he actually just went on the IL himself. So that's mm. going to be a, it's definitely going to be a loss for uh, the White Sox. But uh, Lance Lynn will be starting for them tomorrow. So yeah, you know, I saw that Lance Lynn, veteran. You know, having a, having a Really career really good last year. couple of years. Um, going up against uh, Andrew Heaney. Uh, so I would say advantage Chicago there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I think Chicago is really going to want to kind of show what they can do this series because uh, they got swept in the Bronx on a couple of walk-offs. Uh, and so I think that they are kind of hungry to uh, return favor at uh you know, what used to be U.S. Cellular or whatever they're calling, uh, you know, their their home park. Is it not guaranteed rate field anymore? It was I, that I, for a while. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but, no, they're they're really running away with the, the, the division. Um, like you said, the Tigers have, have really um, They've, yeah. overachieved this year. They've really um, played pretty well down the stretch. Uh, Cleveland is – just having like a ho-hum kind of a relevant year. Uh, KC just played the Yanks. Uh, I, I um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about with the AL Central. 
No, not really. I mean, the Tigers are, are probably the only thing, and we talked about them last week, of just how well they've been since the All-Star break. Um, Miguel Cabrera getting closer to 500 home runs. Yeah. Um, which, there was a graphic that I saw of guys that have both 500 home runs and 3,000 hits, which didn't have Barry Bonds. I didn't realize he didn't have 3,000 hits. So I went on a Barry Bonds stat spree last mm-hmm. week, um, which is just insane. If you've never looked up, at least like, Barry Bonds's walk numbers are just absolutely oh, yeah. nuts. And like yeah. some of the seasons that he had, that he had like 230 walks in a year. Like he, he won the the batting title in the national league basically because he got walked so much. And he still, despite how, however many home runs he hit still put the bat, the ball in play. And it's just nuts to see. Um, and that's what our AL central talk has led us into of that. We <laughs> are now talking about Barry Bonds. Um, really, really... Uh, I will say, I will say one other, one other quick thing. Uh, Whit Merrifield in the Yankee game today uh, got uh, thrown out stealing a base for the first time in 31 tries. I Holy say. Yeah. Where he was thrown out for his first attempt of the season and then was successful every other one. Uh, and uh, uh, Yankee great Rob Brantley uh, was able to gun him down in uh, the seventh today. So uh, he has a star on your street where uh, 31 in a row, very impressive. Uh, I think the, uh, Hadn't been done since uh, Carlos Beltran was in uh, in KC. So that was a fun little stat for you. Wow. That is an awesome stat. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. He's 32. Wouldn't have expected that. He's been around for a while, so it makes sense. But um, Little League World Classic, looked it up. It's between the Indians and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And it will be a week from this Sunday. It's on August 22nd. Okay. So I guess that makes sense. The Little League World Series starts this week. And it's while like the play is going on and all that sort of stuff, a treat for all the players. Um, cool. Yeah. Sounds so good. let's jump over NL central um, division. That is kind of seeing itself play out. Although the reds aren't going away. Granted they've lost two in a row nope. the, and the brewers have won two in a row. So now it's a seven game, uh, seven game lead for the brewers. Um, the Cardinals, a team that you might've thought, could maybe make a push. Haven't really. The Cubs is expected to have fallen off after the fire sale and the pirates are the pirates. Um, but we mentioned yeah. it kind of with the blue Jays of the brewers really just doing exact, doing stuff that we didn't think they were going to do how awesome their pitching staff has been. I certainly didn't buy into it at the beginning of the year. Their offense is where we thought it could be even with, you know, various injuries they've had throughout the year, but they're, I mean, they're a fun team to watch. Absolutely. Uh, They made a a really uh, savvy deal to get uh, Willie Adamas, which I thought was like a nothing deal at the time because Adamas is really didn't do much for, um, for Tampa, but he, uh, he's been playing pretty well in in Milwaukee. At least he started off playing pretty well. Uh, And like you said, their starting pitching is, is, is really great. Um, You know, Brandon Woodruff is like one of those guys. Not a lot of people in the league know, but uh, it just, for a couple straight years, he's been putting up putting up stats. Uh, so they're probably going to win this division. But again, credit to um, credit to Cincinnati, the the Reds, who, who the team just rapes with yeah. you know uh, uh, Castellanos and, and and Jesse Winker and uh, Joey Votto. Uh, last week, I want to say, um, I put out a tweet just because I like had this thought, and I'm like, guys, remember Barry Larkin? Like that guy was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> And I feel like in like ten years, uh, people are gonna like put that about Joey Votto. We're like, <laughs> like we're not like Joey Votto will like make the Hall of Fame, and like, but like 
no one's going to really remember Joey Votto. Um, but he's had like a, a phenomenal career. Yeah. And, well, and still like still doing the thing. He is still doing the thing. I mean, the fact like I kind of wanted to write it off just because he I think it's last year he batted 220 of just like he's just, ha- you know, he's just a strikeout guy that hits a lot of home runs. But like. This year, granted, he almost is at a strikeout per game. He's batting 276. He has 23 homers. He is over over 300 now on his career, and he bat his career batting average is over 300. You're right. He's, yeah, I th- he does the I thing. Think you could, I think you could throw out a lot of the 2020 stats. Throw out a lot of the guys. For it's sure. A weird year. Yeah, you definitely throw it out. Yeah, and um, but you're right. Their offense is pretty awesome. I shouldn't have put them down that way. Of them playing Atlanta, I'm just more being. Kermit Jr. Phillies fan that the Phillies had to play the best <laughs> team in baseball that added seemingly every good player, including Cole Hamels. I um, don't understand how they're able to do that every year. I, I mean, don't. it's the, the Magic Johnson money. He gets paid I by guess. ESPN I, I, and, like, and he feeds it right back into the team. Cut to like people listening to this who don't want to be a fan who like roll their eyes at that <laughs> idea. Yeah. Complaining about that. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're able to do it. But it's nuts every, though. Of every like, year. they've how much they in the. If they go to the World Series this year, it's four out of five years they've gone to the World Series. They've won one. They went to Game mm-hmm. Seven in another. They got smacked by the Red Sox in that in another one, and they blew the Nationals series, which yeah. the Nationals yeah. end up yeah, winning the, the World Nationals. Series. Yeah. So if they end up beating the Nationals, it's logic says because they won the World Series. The Dodgers could have won the World Series, or they get revenge on the Astros. Granted, we didn't know about the Trash Astros at that point, but. Would have been yep. fun to see another another point of that, but back to the Reds of just yeah you're right their offense is really fucking good and they have already three guys over twenty homers. Castellanos is right there probably would be if he didn't get banged up just for a couple games he hasn't really missed that much. Um, but a guy too or just a bunch of guys really outside of Eugenio Suarez that are pretty well disciplined walk mm-hmm. a good amount. Um, even though they don't have anybody over five, 400 in, in on-base percentage. But Jesse Winker, really awesome year and kind of a guy I feel like had a huge breakout, certainly at the beginning of the year with how hot he's been. And a guy, too, that if he continues to be as hot as he has been and Joey Votto continues to do Joey Votto-like things, it could be it could be pretty fun to see this team make some sort of push. Um, I mentioned it before, they're right now in the, the next up in the – Depending on how the Padres do, they could be right there in the wild card conversation, considering the fact that they're, you know, kind of if their pitching staff warms up a little bit, I think they'd need to do that and win some games. But who knows with where the rest of their division is, because they could end up getting lucky that they get some some good in, in division games. They play the the Cubs next week, a team that's you know, basically given up. Uh, they yeah. play the, the Marlins. They play, we mentioned before they played seven times. And then they play a good amount of NL Central baseball down the stretch, including the Pirates, Cubs, Cardinals, the Nationals. They do have to play the Dodgers three times and the White Sox, but who knows? I mean, this team could be right there, and we're talking about them in some sort of you know wild card contention, or if the the Brewers pitching staff slows down, maybe even closer to the division. Although I doubt that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I yeah. Um... I'm, I'm with you where, you know, they're, they're not having a bad year. 18 from 500. I think if they were in, um, if they were in the American league right now, uh, they'd be just behind uh, Toronto in the wild card race. So 
um, yeah, unfortunately, they're in a league with uh, three teams in, in the, the West. NL West that yeah, look like just... they're you know gonna they're just gonna keep rolling. Um, so yeah, so if we move quickly to the NL West, yeah, um, uh, you know, wh- when are we when are we gonna stop being surprised that the Giants haven't fallen off the cliff yet? Um, it hasn't happened for me yet. It hasn't happened for me yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm still like I'm still a little shocked. Like, still the best record in baseball. I'm still a little shocked, but once they got Chris Bryant, I was a little more like, all right, this is, sure. they're going for it. And, and we should at least like expect to see them in some form of October. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've, I mean, even since getting Bryant, they're eight and two in their last 10 games yeah, yeah. and their pitching staff. I like, I shit on their pitching staff so much at the beginning of the year being like, they're not going to hold up on it. They're going to fall apart. And like, we're talking about guys that are having like career resurgences, like Kevin Gosman with a 2.3 ERA. Like yeah, yeah. it's just it's nuts. Ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And and I was like, when all the sticky stuff came out, I was like, oh yeah, look at this guy. And like he's fucking throwing that right back in my face, right. like fucking sticky shit in my face. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> that sounds really weird. But still, I mean, like their offense. Let's let's go over there, and they're awesome. I mean, Mike Kostremski, um he went on the IL, right? So he's not back yet. Uh, he'd just gotten hurt right as Greg and I were recording, but they've, I mean, he's been awesome. And they're the rest of their offense hasn't really given up without, you know, without him. And they've been really good. And that's why they've added various players and kind of done a really good job of, of building this team. And, and, you know, the comparisons to some of those crafty veteran type teams, the 93 Phillies was one that got thrown out. Because a lot of you know beat writers of the Phillies are like, oh, how how did Gabe Kapler do this? And that was a comparison. But they're playing really well, and I don't know. They're they're another team that's just fun, and it's at this point, it's not even like being salty of how weird Gabe Kapler was as the Phillies manager. But it's you, know, you got to give him applause <laughs> of what he's able to do there. Um, but one thing uh, quickly before you get before I throw it over to you, I don't know if you saw this, but Madison Bumgarner. Got a standing ovation last night. I'm not sure if you saw this. I did not. Yeah. He uh he was like in the dugout and I think they like I think it was his first time back at ATT Park, which is kind of shocking to hear. But uh I guess he they showed him on the Jumbotron and, and probably did some sort of you know montage and they showed him and he kind of was like did a little wave and then they really started cheering for him and he came out and he got the curtain call. It was pretty cool. Oh, very I'm very surprised that this is the first time that yeah. The Giants uh, that the the Giants are hosting the D-backs this year, unless maybe like he was on the IL at some point. I want to think that's what it was, or maybe he like wasn't pitching and just in the wasn't series. with the team. Yeah, he wasn't with the uh, team. Because if you think about it, he's only been out of uh, the the uh, out of San Francisco since the beginning of the 2020 season, and there yeah. were no fans in the stand. So uh, of course, like this is the first time pitching uh, in front of, and I I think Giant fans. Should be giving him a standing out where he's responsible for uh, one, of, one of the greatest two of pitching, rings. <laughs> one of the greatest pitching playoff performances ever. Absolutely, that that, that yeah. game seven in, in two thousand fourteen. Flags fly forever. Insane, insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Uh, it, it was interesting. I know you probably covered this around when the trade deadline was, but the whole. Uh, fight between the Dodgers and the Padres for who is going to be the team that uh, picked up Scherzer and yeah. the Dodgers went out there. 
they had a better haul, I guess, for prospects than, than the Padres did. Um, but yeah, uh, well, t- talk to me about uh, talk to me about the Padres. Is, is um, you know who, who who's out? Who, who's hurt right now? Tatis, right? Is out. Yeah, Tatis is hurt, and I think he's coming back soon. I hope. Consider I'm in a fantasy chase where he's been like the reason for my team being any sort of good. Um, mm. They've they've aimed at mid August, so like you'd think soon. Okay. And yeah, outside of him, you have all these different pitchers that have been hurt or have gone on and off the IL throughout the season. Like like a Denelson Lament, who's been hurt for a while. Like Drew Pomerantz is hurt. He's been a solid reliever for him. Chris Paddock, a solid starter for them, has been hurt. Yerkson Profar, a guy who I feel like if you either play DFS or fantasy baseball where you, there's a lot of roster turnovers, a guy you've heard of, a guy who is always like that, you know, $2,300 shortstop second baseman guy who just a solid player. And he had a really good, he was a very good value player in Texas. He went to the Mariners and was pretty good there. And has actually had a really good Padre career. He got hurt a couple days ago. And I feel like that's part of it too. And mm-hmm. yeah, they're just, they're one of the most banged up teams in baseball. And it just, it's crazy to see. Cause they, you know, they basically added pitchers in the off season because of guys like Mike Clevenger being hurt and recovering from Tommy John surgery. And now more of their pitchers are hurt. And it's insane to see mm-hmm. that they're just this banged up of a team. Um, but they're still, we mentioned it. They're still the second wild card right now. Anything can happen in that wild card game. And, you know, despite the fact that they're three and a half out of LA, if the Dodgers slow up, which given what we were just talking about of the haul that they've received um, is unlikely, but they could, you know, they, they're not, they're certainly, they're in the playoffs right now and they're oh yeah four games up on the, on the Reds. Yeah. Four yeah. games up on the Reds for the second wild card. So if they can get healthy, have a good September, we'll see where they're at. If they're going to Dodger stadium, if somehow the Dodgers, not somehow, the Dodgers are four games out of, of the Giants. If they're going to AT&T Park, I guess, no, it's it's Oracle Park now, right? Because uh, Oracle okay. lost the Warriors. Um, I'm going there, actually. Yes, it's Oracle. Couple, yep, Oracle. I'm going yep. there in a couple yep. weeks. I'm pretty excited. Um, nice. Yeah. I think we're seeing the Rockies. It's like, right, like we're missing the Dodgers by a day when we're going. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it sucks. But um, we're going to Napa for the weekend, so we can't we can't be too upset. But um, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it's. I mean, the NLS has been a lot of fun to watch. The Rockies, I would have thought, had a way worse record than they did, considering how bad they're. I won't say bad because the Diamondbacks are very sure. Bad. They're but feasting like, on feasting on uh, the D-backs. But like you'd think the like the way that we've like seen the Rockies and they've been pretty good since the All Star break and their offense has been has been pretty good. Um, I would have thought their records a lot worse considering how good the other three teams have been. But they're they're mm. hanging out there. Their away record is abysmal. I saw something today that if you bet a hundred dollars on the, I think it's it's definitely the the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and I think the third is the I want to say the Orioles. It's either the Orioles okay. or the Rangers. It was one American League team that you'd be if you bet a hundred bucks on all of their road games that you'd be up. I think it's thirty four hundred dollars on the year so far. And if you parlayed it, no, it's $2,300 straight up. And if you parlayed the two, two of the three, I don't know if this is a round robin situation or if it was like, so you're doing each of the combinations or if you're just picking two at random, you'd be closer to 500 
but you'd be up $3,400. That's how bad these mm. teams have been on the road. Um, but yeah, that, that's the real reason why the Rockies have been as slow as they are. They have an awesome home record. They have a better home record technically than the Dodgers do. They're 38 and 21 yeah. and the Dodgers are 36 and 20. So, you know, course field has been kind to them, but I think that's way more road games. They have to play down the stretch. So, you know, more games that they have to get picked off on, on the, the other teams in the division and the Dimebacks suck. They're on pace for one of the worst records in baseball history. So yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, all right. Uh, moving to the AL West. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, Oakland is not out of this division. No. <laughs> there are two and games I love, out on the loss column. I love that fire. they're still in this thing. I'm yeah. so pumped. Cause I thought like yeah. the, the, we mentioned it before the Astros have one of the best offenses in baseball. They've scored over 600 runs. I'm pretty sure they, they're the only team in baseball to do it. And I'm double checking. Yeah. None of the NL West teams have. And Oakland, whose pitching staff, we talk about good pitching staffs. Their pitching staff is a ton of fun to watch. Um, mm-hmm. They have good starters. They have a really good bullpen. And then their offense, despite losing various guys throughout both this off- offseason and the 2019 offseason, is still pumping. And they may not be batting great for average. Uh, they're 22nd in the league there. They mash a decent amount of home runs. I won't say they mash a ton because they're in the middle of the road there, but they have some fun guys to watch and it's great. Obviously Luriano getting popped for PEDs, not great, but nope. you know, they still have Matt Olson. They still have Matt Chapman Absolutely. Guys that, are, that are completely mashing the ball. And I think, you know, even losing Mariano, you plug in other guys that have been on your team and that you want to, you know, get added in there. That's why you add Marte and he's yeah, made the deal for Marte. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that, you know, they're going to, I think this is going to be a fun division chase and it's going to be fun to see where they end up in this. The, you mentioned the AL wild card and how that's going to shape up. I think it could be pretty fun and it's, it's going to be exciting. I, I personally, the yeah, A's, so they, no, you go. They, no. they leapfrogged, uh, they leapfrogged the Red Sox who they were at the, uh, you know, uh, at this time last week, uh, the Red Sox, had the number one spot in uh, the wild card, but the Red Sox free fall, by the way, they're up 10, nothing right now. Uh, the Red Sox free fall is kind yeah. of uh, giving the A's an opportunity to be in first place. And that's, um, that's a ballpark that, and the Yankees haven't played there yet this year. Uh, they have a West coast trip left where they have the A's and, and, and the angels. Uh, but that's a ballpark where I, I never like playing there as, as, as an opponent where, um, that's the, you know they 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 really have a great home field advantage oh, yeah. the A's so I think if the A's end up with the A one wild card spot I think that's going to be um, a tough out for them in that wild card game. Well, yeah, especially because they have a couple different ways to get at you to decide the one game starter, and like especially yeah. if it ends up being Red Sox A's, which I don't know at this point if the Red Sox can hold on. But, like, the Red Sox, like, if you pick, like, one A starter versus one Red Sox starter, outside of if Chris Sale comes back and he's, like, pre-2018 World Series. Yeah, like, pre-2018 World Series Chris Sale, like, where they just ran him into the ground. um, Mm -hmm. I'm picking an A starter. And their bullpen's great. Their bullpen can can get it done and and really, you know, stick it to you. You know, um, Pettit, I think is how you pronounce it, and and Jake Diekman who's been 
former Philly that stunk in Philadelphia, goes to Texas, was great, and has been here awesome. And then Trevino, their closer, is dominant. And they're, they just have a really good a really good bullpen. And it's almost like the reverse of when they they bought in at the deadline, they play the Royals, and the Royals end up just using their bullpen to kill them off. And they could do that to any team, really. And it's, it's kind of crazy to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, again, we have to give credit to – um, give credit to Houston, who is really, like you said, just they're 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 mashing the ball. They're like the best hitting team in baseball. Um, you know, Michael Brantley. Uh, ever since, like you know, he was he was very good in in Cleveland, uh, but ever since you know putting on uh, that disgusting orange jersey, uh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, all he does is like hit three thirty and just like is such a great hitter and that was such a huge um you know, there's such a huge story in the offseason where like he was almost a blue jay but uh oh, yeah. ended up uh re-signing with the team i forgot he was about the story his friend springer to the jays but he, he's you know back uh back in houston and just um yeah they, they're they're not gonna be a team that rolls over you know last year there were they were under 500. I want to say, ended up winning the division and um, making it to seven games of the ALCS. And so, like, they're they're they're, they're going to be a tough out. I, I, you know, the Yankees should be six and zero against them this year instead of four and two. Uh, where both series is they kind of blew leads. Um, the the game before the All Star break was like the, the historic one where oh, yeah. you were up like eight three in the ninth and then. Altuve hit the walk off and took his jersey off to kind of get back at Judge, who was trolling earlier in the series. Um, but that was like the best game of the year, where uh, Boone let Cole throw like 120 some odd pitches, and like Cole basically like told him like get off my mound uh, <laughs> in the ninth inning when he came in to like see if he was okay to finish yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the 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 the, the Astros. Um, you know, are still in first for now. Uh, they're doing a good job of keeping up with uh, what the A's are doing. Um, yeah, Mariners have been surprising. Uh, they just lost three out of four uh, to the Yankees. Especially at the Thursday game, the one where Gallo hit the uh, hit his, his first and, and so far only home run as a Yankee, uh, which is very exciting. I was there with some uh, of my college buddies, so it was a great little like reunion. Uh, and so that was, that was a lot of fun. So Seattle lost three out of four, um, where they, they, they don't hit well average wise, but they still have guys in that lineup that like guys like Hanniger, guys like Kyle Seeger, uh, that like, I know could just like hit the ball out at any point, like Ty France. They, they, yeah. Like they, if you're, if I was a Mariner fan, like I'd be more optimistic about my team now than I had been in, in, in a long time. And so. Uh, credit to them for really playing well this year. Um, the Angels, uh, you know, it's like, like it's unfortunate, really, that you know, they have two generational guys. Uh, one of them can't stay on the field, but the two generational guys in Trout and Otani, uh, and they're really not going to do anything with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the, it's kind of crazy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know about the Angels. I don't know what what, but you know, they they they're must watch if you're a fan because you want to see 
what Otani will do any every single day. Uh, if where if uh, Vlad Jr. doesn't win the MVP, Otani will. Uh, he's leading the league in home runs, even though uh, Vlad's only like three behind him now, so yeah. Vlad could easily pass him from like a hot week. Um, but yeah, besides you know besides Otani and and Jared Walsh, there's not a whole lot to talk about right now with uh, the Angels. Like we said, uh, you know, we predicted it early. Uh, Texas is going to be, you know, pretty bad. Pretty they bad. Had their little version of a fire sale where, you know, they traded uh, Gibby, they traded uh, Gallo. Uh, yeah, they're they're you know they're 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 grinding, but they're they're not uh, they're not going to be very good for a while. No, they uh yeah they uh they had a good amount of all stars. That's a win on the year, I guess. Um, <laughs> including guys they ended up trading. Uh, yes. But yeah, they, uh, despite having a guy that had so much value for being able to like smash the baseball they're they're one run ahead of the Mets for mm. third to last with the pirates. It looks like being next to la- being last. And then it's the Mets. And the then the Rangers in terms of the bottom three for baseball's runs scored, um, but yeah, I mean the Rangers they they were holding on for a while and then just really just fell off and you know not a lot you can really say outside of that. Um, but kind of crazy look at some of these other ones. Arizona on pace to be one of the worst teams in baseball have more runs than a lot of other teams um, in in the National League. They're Wow. Yeah, for Crazy. a while they had a positive run differential. Yeah, they did, and then their pitching staff really fell apart. Um, but yeah, so those I, I think you know before we get off of Texas, um, uh, if you're like a Ranger fan, like you could be excited for like Adoli Garcia. Yeah, Garcia like, is awesome. He's been so much fun. He's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, that's uh, those are each of the divisions. Let us know what you think. If there's anything you uh, think we missed, a team we didn't really talk about. I know we didn't dive into the Dodgers in depth, but. We talk about how they added a ton of players, and I feel like that's oh, yeah. really the the main the main story there of that they continue to be really good, and their pitching staff is awesome. And Clayton Kershaw is now on the sixty day IL, which I feel like is probably the biggest story mm-hmm. out of them. Um, they yeah. were expecting him; he was pitching simulated games a week ago, and it seemed like he was going to be fine. And uh, now they're setback. That happens. Yeah, it's a bigger setback, and and Mookie Betts. Got added today onto the IL. He was I saw that. Yeah, he was scratched late before the game against the Phillies last night, and uh, now he's on the IL. So I mean, I think they're going to be fine. Just a... I tell you, I really, you know, I hope that the Giants hold on and win that division because I think we all really want to see that one game wild card playoff. It would be awesome. Like we like that. That rating would be huge. If, it would be awesome. It'd be really good for the, baseball. The one game playoff. It would like, be, and it I guess sense. like Scherzer, I guess Scherzer versus like Darvish isn't exact. Like, you know, Darvish has, has looked very good in the playoffs in the past. So like, maybe it'll be like exciting, but um, yeah, that would be such a great coup if if the Giants could really hold on and win that division. It'd be awesome. I mean, it, it actually would be because I don't know. It's it's nice when the unexpected happens. Obviously. Nobody expected the Giants to even be where they are. So even if they end up in the wild card game, it, that narrative still exists. But even if they win the division, it's uh, you know that sort of thing. And especially if the Dodgers somehow go home early, it would be you know just another. I mean, they don't even have like the the greatest record. Obviously, they're four games back, and yeah, it's just one of those of 
you know, seeing that kind of thing happen of the the super team that doesn't end up getting the getting over the line. And I don't know, it, but I think you're right. It, the the best narrative that if you're a baseball fan, not even just if you hate the Giants, which likely means you're a Dodgers fan. If you like baseball in general, you want a one game Dodger San Diego game just because it would be yeah. it'd be appointment television. Hopefully, I know it's and, Monday, and, Tuesday. And I guess I guess you could say for the AL, uh, like so, it would be like Yankees Red Sox or or Yankees Astros. It's like a yeah. one game playoff. Those well, are all sneakers. And then it also like if you are if you're thinking like oh the Dodgers got this the Dodgers got this then they immediately get to prove it unlike with the usual the previous format where you weren't allowed to play the team in your division before when it was just one wild yep. card like now yep. they get to prove it in, in a five game series like before I change I don't know about your opinion of, of this but if I I'd rather change the NL and ALDS to seven games than change the wild card to like a three game series I've gone I've All changed right. my tune on it. it I, I it. used to like when they first introduced it I was Do like you? I was like, change it to three games. Then last year, maybe last year just kind of soured me on the idea because it was like all the, all, a lot of teams won in two games. So I was like, ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple of years on you, so maybe you don't remember this, but do you remember when the NBA made a switch from? Uh, I do remember it. Used it. To be yeah, when round it was five one games used to be in five, the first round. Seven. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. And they changed it because the Knicks upset. I forget who the one seed was, but like literally David Stern. I think the it was heat the Heat in '99. Yeah. And David Stern came out and was like, we cannot have one seeds losing. We're making this seven games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind the, the five-game DS, but uh, I can see the argument for, for making it seven. Um, yeah, if only if, like, because we've now run into the scenario, especially in the National League, where, like, some teams are rebuilding, some teams have an off year and end up selling and then really going off. Where, like, the, the top three teams end up being the – one seed in the two wild card teams. We had it when the Cubs first were first coming in and the Cardinals were the one seed. The Pirates were just at the very end of that McCutcheon era. And mm-hmm. like the Cubs end up winning and they're, so it's one and two playing in the first round. And then the, the Cubs win that. And then they lose to the Mets and the Mets lose to the Royals. But like, I don't know. It, it's like, I think there's an argument to be made there. I think the one game, the one game, it, it, it does suck that like the Dodgers could go home because you Darvish spins a gem. But like yeah. I don't know, it's uh. Well, uh, you know, win your division, like win, yeah, exactly, win you your know? division. Yeah. Beat, beat the Giants down the stretch if you, yeah. you want to complain about it. Yeah, which I think um, is the is the further argument for. But I don't know. I I like the playoffs as is right now. I'd like to see the like the current format before we really start tinkering with funky shit like we did last year and like what was rumored before yeah, COVID. Yeah. Uh, so I have some sports-related uh, quick TV hits. Uh, if you're interested in them right now, oh, I'd love I'd love to hear some, and then I have a not sports-related TV hit after you talk All about right. yours. Sounds good. Uh, so last night uh, I watched the first episode of uh, of Hard Knocks. Uh, it is uh, your 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 hated Dallas Cowboys are the team uh, yet again for Hard Knocks. I believe this is their third Hard Knocks season. I could be wrong. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, the star of the episode last night, uh, was Micah Parsons is the first round, uh, pick from Penn state. Fun fact. Uh, just had like a really good game in the hall of fame game. Fun uh, fact about Micah Parsons. showed a lot of like character and personality. So he was, he was a fun character to follow in that first episode. So Micah Parsons went to Emily's high school and then mm. he transferred to a rival Harrisburg high school called it's actually to Harrisburg high school. 
He went from Central Dauphin. And we saw him play at Harrisburg High School against Central Dauphin. And James Franklin was there watching the game. But this guy was like, he was like Spike from the Little Giants watching him play. He returned kicks. He was a linebacker, obviously. He was a running back. <laughs> and it looked like they had to have like five kids tackle him. Yeah, yeah. So he he really had a he, he had a good first episode. It showed a lot of his personality, which was fun. Um, yeah, it was interesting to get some personality out of, of Mike McCarthy. Um, they had a lot of uh, they had a lot of Dak and Zeke in the first episode. Uh, so I, it'll be interesting. I, I I'm looking forward to watching the rest. Uh, you know, they didn't really show any of uh, the three headed uh, the the triplets, the three headed uh, receiving monster of uh Amari and, and Gallup and, and CD Lamb. Yeah. Um nothing on Vander Ash, nothing on like some of the other guys some of the other like veterans, but it's a lot on uh on Dak who uh can't really throw right now and isn't gonna be able to throw for a while uh because he had like a like a shoulder strain or something. And oh. uh you can see like the frustration with Dak where he just wants to play even before his injury when they were kind of trying to like reduce the snaps, he was like saying like I'm, I'm i'm here like i sat all last year i don't want to sit anymore yeah, I yeah, yeah. Play. um but uh it was dak's birthday and so zeke got him the gifts um and there was they gave him the cake uh during practice uh and they snatched in his face and so there's like cake on the ground and there's a big lineman who uh like a backup lineman who's like huffing and puffing at one point in practice like i want to try that cake i want to try that cake <laughs> it's a very funny uh moment and uh uh big cat tweeted it out to so, like me at every birthday party ever like it's the most relatable uh piece of content um and also uh jerry jones uh had mcdonald's breakfast sandwich that he put like a lot of salt on <laughs> like just like salted in mcgriddles <laughs> very bizarre so those are my takeaways from episode one of Hard Knocks. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. Um, uh, all right. So that was number one. Number two, uh, I watched the um, the Mouse in the Palace documentary. It's on Netflix now. Uh, Untold, I believe, is the name of the uh, series where it's going to be like all of these sports stories. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, you know, it was it – was, I don't know how I felt about it where uh, they, they promised a lot of like new footage that didn't they, like, there was a lot of new footage. Like I, they, there weren't new camera angles. I was about to say said. it was like, it was 2004, 2005. Like nobody had cell phones then, or we yeah, had cell phones, but we didn't have camera yeah, phones. It was 05. Uh, it was interesting. I, I didn't expect like the most tragic, like the most tragic story in it uh, was that of Jermaine O'Neal. I wasn't expecting him to be like, one of the I think the guy who was like really like affected the most from the whole thing because yeah. you know, they get they get into it in the in the in the documentary but like our test gets hit, or metal world piece which wasn't the time uh got his ring with the Lakers uh at least one maybe even two uh and then Steven Jackson got a ring with with uh San Antonio afterwards uh but uh O'Neal's career like just kind of wasn't the same after that. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he really, um, like he really was the guy after Reggie retired there and he kind of had to be the leader. And it was, it was, it was, you know, I thought some of the, the, um, 
like some of the interviews were good. Uh, they interviewed one of the guy, the the guy that like ran on the court that like got sucker punched. Like he was an interesting interview. Just kind of seems like a bad guy. Yeah. Um. They. Uh, yeah. They, they get into like the fan who ended up throwing the 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 glass and it, it was you know I. If you're like an NBA guy, I would definitely, I would definitely like recommend it. But like, don't go into it expecting to like get new perspective. And like, it, it's the same story that like we know about Mouse and Mouse. It's kind of like the uh, Long Gone Summer last year, the Thirty for Thirty um, about, about the McGuire and McGuire and Sosa. Sosa. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Where yeah. we thought we we're gonna get like some hard hitting or like some more info on it, and it was just kind of a puff. Mark McGuire talking about all the seventy home runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the, my, my third one is uh, that this most recent episode is my favorite of this season that's had lasso so far. So Emily and I, it's actually a perfect transition. Last night, we're looking to watch a new show. The Phillies are rained out. And we're between Ted Lasso. I got an iPhone right before the Super Bowl, so I have the year of, of free Apple TV+. Plus. Between that and a show on, on HBO, which I'm not sure if you've watched this yet or not, it's. I think all of it's out. So if you know, if you've watched this, don't spoil anything for me. It's called F Boy Island. Have you checked this okay. out? I so I checked out the first episode. Yep. Um. Uh, I I'm, I'm I haven't checked out the rest yet, but I I uh, I enjoyed it. I, I think that I'm shocked that it took Nikki Glaser this long to host one of these shows. So I she's totally so agree. Funny. She is she's so, so funny. And yeah. yeah. So for those that don't know what this show is. Mike, is it appropriate to say it's basically The Bachelorette with three women? Yes. With a almost Survivor Big Brother twist of like there are two teams of men, 24 men, 12 are secretly good guys, 12 are secretly well, F boys. Self, self-described good yeah, guys. Yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Which, Where like, I'm sure half of them are really like F boys, but they're not like they don't think they are. So I'm not going to spoil episode two for you, but it, this comes back around and it's a episodes two and three. Nikki Glazer really starts to get into, she's really good in episode one, but like yeah. she, she makes fun of people in episode one and everything in episode three, where they get to like, so the, we're jumping the gun. The basic premise of this is they're secret. They're described as either a nice guy or an F boy, F boy being a fuck boy, but for whatever reason they, they curse on HBO, but I guess Emily <laughs> thinks because of marketing that they just call it F boy Island. Sure, um, sure. Which, like, they're cursing, and they're it's, like, very, it's, you know, sexual. There's not, little kids aren't yes. watching this. Um, but the idea is, is that, they, like The Bachelor, there are dates that are given out in various different forms. Like, they gave out VIP bracelets in the pilot episode. And yep. they, <laughs> so they, like, go on dates and everything, and they're trying to deduce who the F-boys are. And they haven't really explained, there's a prize for both men and women, we Emily and I think that it's and maybe you were paying closer attention that it's just I think whoever ends up with the women they both win and we think the women win, only win if they don't pick an f boy at the end and an f boy like as long as the ma- the male gets picked he wins money but I don't know there's some money component at the end of the game yeah. at the end of the show they haven't totally explained so they go through they go on these dates and at the end of the episode they're told each of you need to nominate two two men. And you're going to pick one to go home. And 
then and once they pick the people and they kind of explain why almost like on the challenge they explain why they're nominated and they're there yeah. and you know there's various different reasons in episode two mike i won't i won't spoil who it is but they're like there's a challenge that goes on where there's like again like kind of you know not really explained why they give out a prize at, at the end like almost like it looks almost like a survivor immunity idol but it does nothing and nikki glazer's like yeah we just we painted some seashells gold yeah. And one guy like doesn't do well on the one girl's team and she just nominates him. She's like, Hey, you sucked on my team. We're playing, we're playing dodgeball. So you sucked. Um, and they pick a guy to go home and then they reveal if they're a nice guy or if they're an F boy. Mm-hmm. And the, this is where like the show and the show was really good up until here, but this was where like it got from like pretty ridiculous. Just so over the top. It's awesome to, the nice guys get into a limo and you're thinking like, oh, it's like the bachelorette. They're leaving and they're going to like leave the show. And then the guy who like tries to play like the sympathy card throughout the episode and reveals himself to be an F boy. He ends up walking by the limo to the bus stop and they're like, and it's kind of like making fun of it, you know, making fun of like, oh, he's the F boy. And up comes a van called the F bus mm-hmm. to take yep. him to the like conversion therapy yeah conversion therapy meets a survivor <laughs> beach yeah where they're you know it's called um not purgatory it's called limbro and yes. it's just hysterical of the fact that this guy is like and he's just by himself and the other guys um i won't spoil it for you but the other guys they do appear and throughout the rest of the show they have to review, you know, when they get voted out, they reveal whether or not they're this. It's really funny. And I don't want to spoil the rest for Mike or for you, the listeners. So go check it out and let us know what you think. And if you've watched it, absolutely. this thing is, it's really funny. Apparently, I don't know if it, if it like they released it weekly or if it was like the circle and it dropped in batches. Um, Cause it's all done now. And Emily yeah. heard, she heard about, she's not totally spoiled and she didn't remember who various characters were, but. In episodes two and three, there was a couple things because Nikki Glaser went on the Ringer's Bachelor Party podcast and talked okay. about it. So I guess she got the Nikki Nikki Glaser like gave out some info about it. I don't know how much of the show had been aired, but you're exactly mm. right. Nikki Glaser is so funny on this show. Yes, and like absolutely, it's I, it's the perfect forum for her. Yeah, it really is. And like I'd only seen her yeah. like here and there on various different things of her popping up as a comedian, and yeah, it's just it's a really funny fucking show. But I'm glad that you're also recommending Ted Lasso. Cause that was what we were debating between. And we're going to, we're going to turn around. Oh yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it. I'm like the hundredth person to tell you that, uh, you and Emily will, will, will absolutely love it when you, uh, end up, uh, watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh, where, where you'll watch it. Like you'll like, you'll, you'll, I'm, you won't last a week without watching, without being completely up to date. Yeah. That's, I mean, honestly, like the craziest thing has been, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It's not crazy. It's like, it's like a, a good problem to have of the fact that we got, you know, kind of the silver lining of all the shit getting delayed with COVID yeah, of that. Yeah. We had the Stanley cup playoffs basically go until right before the 4th of July or no, it went through mm-hmm. the 4th of July. And then the NBA finals go a couple weeks after that. And yeah. like the fact that we've had all this, obviously baseball's on and we're both huge baseball fans, obviously doing the podcast and watching all this different stuff. And then golf is always a big summer activity for me. And obviously it's on TV too. So there's all this different mm-hmm. stuff. So to actually sit down and watch television now with just baseball going on and, and being able to kind of have that and have television, it's uh 
Yeah, you know, you don't find as much time as you think. At least not until you get into the Thursday, Sunday, Monday night is reserved for football. Anything else, we're going to watch TV then. Of course, of course. Um, have you guys been uh, Have you guys been uh, watching White Lotus or no? No, that was another one we debated too, and we were like, oh, "Okay, F Boy Island came first. I've heard yeah. it's really no, good. Uh, that, that's, that one's that one's been that one's been good also. Yeah, I've heard that. So, uh, that's another recommendation on my part. Yeah, we. Um, I know, mutual friend of ours, Doctor Amanda Rabinowitz, has recommended it as well. So that's one we want to yeah. check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah, that's 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 all, that's all I got, man. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this was great. I'm glad uh, I'm uh, able to be uh, a little uh, little pinch hitter whenever uh, you know whenever whenever you need it. Awesome. Um, yeah, and of course, uh, you know that I am the Luke Bryan of your podcast, and so uh, I will be back during college football season oh, for yeah. picks. That was a, that was a given um, that you'll be on for for guest picking. Um, well, and you did that too. You cut. You came in and subbed in for the playoffs when Maddie D had a. I think he had Ukrainian Christmas. Um, when we had to, we had to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, obviously, mm-hmm. man, I appreciate you jumping on. This has been a lot of fun, and and I'm sure Always, we'll, man. we'll try to get you checked in before the regular season ends, especially as uh, we get into some two a weeks with podcasts with both football and baseball. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know where to find me, brother. Absolutely. Uh, and if anybody else out there wants to know where to find me, uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at uh, MJCSZN. Uh, so follow me there. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you plugged everything. And Absolutely, everybody, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Follow us, follow the Thunderblog on Twitter, ThunderBLG. I'm Jordo9 there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, the bullpen cart. Subscribe if you're not already on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, all that good stuff. And for Michael J. Clark, I am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And let's go fightings, baby!